fire away. Fire, hit me with your hey. best shot. We're good to go. Good to go, man. Just dive right into it. Yes, just dive. Actually, the music is 23 seconds, so we got until 23 seconds to oh, man. We start the music there, and we can go to 23 seconds, and then at 18, 19, 20, and at this Three, point, we would say... Two. One. Good day, good evening, good morning, good night, wherever you may be. It is Wednesday, March 28th. 28th. At, at this point in this recording, it is Wednesday, March 28th. March has flown by to me. Yeah, you know, January lasts forever. Uh-huh. It was like the year of January, <laughs> the long, cold, hard year of January. And then February, you know, 28, uh. 28 days. And, and then March... Maybe it's the madness and everything kind of makes it go by zoom quick. Zoom by, zoom by. We are the role players. I am Art Mosley. He is. I'm Daniel Allen. Our opinions don't matter. But you should listen to us anyways. Yes, yes, you should. You should listen and tell your friends. It'll make us really happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell your friends and strangers. Yes, yeah, absolutely tell everybody. Uh-huh. Just everybody you meet, greet them with a smile. Uh, greet them with a smile and tell them about the role players. And everybody's got to know what a podcast is by now, so... Uh-huh. Everybody probably has one, right? Well, the large majority, <laughs> right? <laughs> We're just diving on the bandwagon. Uh-huh. So, podcast on sports relevant to us, um, yeah. So th- I think that's, that's a key. That's it's relevant to us, and we think that the general public. It's relevant to the general public. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, general sports base. Um, we're we're not going to break down curling. Uh, no, but prob- we did talk about that. We did talk about curling. We're probably not going to talk. About horse racing. Uh, well, maybe when actually triple crown. Maybe yeah, when the Derby, really the Derby. Okay, is so the main got, one I watch. I don't know, the yeah, the Belmont two. and the uh, what's Preakness? the other one? Yes, the Preakness. No, um, hockey. Probably not going to talk a whole lot of hockey. No, what is hockey? Field hockey. Is field hockey? Yeah, that's, not, I'm not going to talk about lacrosse. No, I'm not going to talk about sick lacks. Even, even even though. The Atlanta lacrosse team won the, uh, I guess you call that national t- world championship. championship. They did win that last season, so it's impressive. Very impressive. The Georgia Swarm, I think, is what they're called. Mm. Um, which would together make, we swarm. Yeah. Do they use that too? Like th- Georgia Tech. Together I, we swarm. It, it would make me think that they are the. Yellow. <laughs> I'm not going to talk a whole lot about soccer. No, I watched a little of a friendly exhibition last night. I do love the World Cup, but the sad little U.S. couldn't even make it into the World Cup. So um, it was. I was watching last night. It was um, USA playing against Paraguay, and on the little billboard, you know, digital ribbon billboard on the stadium, it said, "Thank you, Cary, North Carolina." I was like, "Wait a second." Cary, North Carolina is this small little town. It's gotten bigger near Raleigh yes, that yes. I grew up in. I'm like, what? Why are they? How are they having an a exhibition match against Paraguay in Cary, Cary, North Carolina, of all places? I will tell you, Cary has come a long way. Used to uh, travel up to the Raleigh area. The, I'm sorry, RDU, the Raleigh Durham area, mm-hmm. and that has become like a burgeoning technology sector. Uh, up in the Raleigh area, That's what I've so there's a l- lot of lot of jobs, a lot of money coming. A lot in. of wealth, I've, yes. I've been told. Yes, moving into Cary. Yeah. So when I was there, they had a, a Dairy Queen, a Burger King, um, and that the little shopping strip. There wasn't much. I mean, that was I guess eighty something like eighty four to eighty nine. <laughs> so that was that. That was a long time ago, but it's I've heard it's blossomed. Well, I've only been to Cary uh, six. Maybe five or six times. That's a lot, though. From I don't know many people have ever been there. Well, and there was an ice cream place called Goodberries. I don't recall and, seeing oh, Goodberries. Goodberries was so good, and it's still there. So next time, if you go through Cary, find find Goodberries. Goodberries. Yeah, we're giving you a shout out, Goodberries, if yeah. you're still around. So uh, we got to give a shout out to our contest winner from last week, uh, the folks over at Cedarwood Tavern. Um, and they're they're big friends of the show, Cedarwood Tavern. Uh, very loyal, loyal fans, loyal listeners mm-hmm. came up with the contest. The question was, you know, we posed this question on Twitter, and and I think we'll try to do a little bit more of this if if we can come up with with the compensation, compensation, and and just ideas to spur you to listen and pay mm-hmm. attention. Not just listen, but pay attention. 
Uh, so the question we posed on Twitter was, what are the two things that, that just absolutely drove me batty or drive me crazy, or I can't, I'm sick of this NCAA yeah. season? And and uh, uh, Cedarwood Tavern got uh, the uh, Mo Wagner and uh, Sister Jean. Sweet Sister Jean. I, I, I mean, I'm sure she is sweet. She is a sweetheart. But I, I was thinking about earlier this week trying to draw my example of why my disdain exists for Sister Jean. I think Mo Vag- Wagner is pretty... Um, pretty easy, right? Yeah. He's a little brash, a little cocky. He is. That was the um, first time I really paid attention to his antics Yes, um, last weekend. Yes. As a matter of fact, they should change his name to Antique, like the Antiche, like the Hawks player Perro Antiche. Right? Oh, yeah. The, because the wrestler y- yeah. looks like a pro wrestler. Well, Mo Wagner looks like a, a German crybaby. That's what he looks like. To, <laughs> a seven-foot German crybaby is what, I, what, I, what he looks like. To uh, he played like garbage. Uh, he... He has played well. I mean, he and but uh, last, this weekend he played terrible. Right, and he didn't have to play play well because uh, Odie, uh, and I can't think of the guy's name, but I just call him Odie because he looks like Odie from from the Garfield movie. Uh, <laughs> who would that be? Uh, the like six non white guy who shoots three pointers. I can't even remember. Ah, his name. I don't and, know his name o- either. Odie. So I, I, Odie. So when I when I watch Michigan play, I, I do like John Beeline. But when I watch Michigan play, and, and somebody reminds me, I'm just like, uh, Odie. Yeah, that's what he looks like an Odie. Odie. His name will be Odie. It's hey, he can shoot that's the heck. We'll out, call him. He can shoot the heck out of a basketball. But uh, uh, so yeah, Mo Wagner and then uh, Sister Jean. So I was gonna write, draw out my mathematical diagram of why um, why I dislike. And how would that how would that go? So it would be like. Uh, I'm a Miami Hurricane fan. Yeah. That part's and, not easy to understand. Okay. And then Miami's biggest football rival is probably Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's a Catholic school. Not FSU? Yeah. I just, I mean, my disdain is probably highest for Notre Dame. Like, huh. Like, if you beat FSU, it's like, like beating your brother. Uh-huh. Like your little brother, because FSU is like little brother, right? Yeah, they just they they really want to be as good as Miami, but they never were as good as Miami. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of you know every now and then your little brother beats you, they come up and then you pound them in the ground and and then you know you put them in their place, right? Uh-huh. Um. So are you getting towards a religion thing? Yeah, just let me let me get All there. Right. Okay, so so Notre Dame is is like I'd say the most hated rival. Of uh-huh. a Miami Hurricane fan, and then so you take, they're Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, Sister Jean is a nun, which means she's Catholic, right? Are you following me here? Okay. So if 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 Notre Dame is Catholic and Loyola is Catholic, then I can substitute Loyola for Notre Dame, right? Okay. And therefore, Sister Jean's a nun. She's Catholic. And since I'm a Hurricane fan, then I really can't like her because... I'm not make, following that. Does that not make sense? No. That, I, let's go with this, uh, a more simple version, all right? They beat my Miami Hurricanes, and now this nun is getting more press than Chris Likes, who was my favorite Miami Hurricane player this season. Yeah, she is getting more than probably just about anybody. She's I mean, like she's, the Ashley Judd of, of this year's tournament. And I, I tell you what, I would much rather see sister Jean than Ashley Judd. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm kind of over her. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I'm telling you right now and, and as much as it pains me to say the dream ends, the clock strikes midnight. Yeah. Loyola's going home. Probably. Who are you pulling for in that game? Who would you prefer to win? I don't think you're actively pulling for anyone. Who would so, you prefer to win? So it's Loyola versus Michigan versus Saddam, right? Saddam Hussein, uh-huh. right? And I had to pick one. Well, Saddam's dead, but... <sighs> Dang it. <laughs> He's no longer with Dang us. Dang it. <sighs> You've got to go with Sister Jean. Loyola versus Michigan versus Satan. Is that what we're saying here? I can't to pick you, Satan. To I can't, you. Yeah, but I can't pick Satan, so that's just as... Well, just go here's, with the, here's the here's problem. underdog. Here's the problem, okay? Um, this has been an absolute exciting tournament, and Loyola's yeah. run has been absolutely incredible, in spite of my somewhat disdain for them beating my Hurricanes, mm-hmm. and, and that's really where this stems from. We're, I would love to see Loyola beat Michigan. Yeah. My problem is, 
awaiting them is either a Kansas team that should mop the floor with them mm-hmm. and a Villanova team that I know will mop the floor with them. Yeah. I don't think there's a more complete team than Villanova. Now, I say that and I probably jinx them. They'll probably lose to Kansas by 35. I don't think that um, – I just think it's been an exciting tournament, but what I want to see – and the national championship game is kind of what we saw when Villanova and uh, uh, North Carolina played, and yeah. it was kind of a back. It was like a clash of the titans, right? Like like Duke Kansas was this weekend. Yeah, yeah, just back and forth and going into overtime. I just don't know when the Cinderellas get to the Final Four. Does that ever play out? It would be like, um, hey. You know that all the talk for let's take it back to college football. All the talk for Central Florida is yeah they should have been in the playoffs. But what if Central Florida does sneak in? And what if it's Central Florida versus Alabama in the national title game? I mean, do we? Mm-hmm. Do, I think we kind of know how that game plays out. Kind of like Notre Dame Alabama yeah, did. It's cute. Well. It's cute to think about. But is that what you want? And your do you want the title game to be? Man, Loyola was a great run. They just fell one game short and they lost to Villanova by fourteen points. Yeah, and we're never really in the game. That's a good. That's a good point. The 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 argument could be made though. Also on the flip side, that Butler and Duke, and what was that? Two thousand ten. Granted, there's no Brad Stevens or Gordon Hayward, but I mean that's probably the closest thing we've had. But Butler was more established at that right. point. Right. It you was. Know, it had Sheldon Mack and right. Uh, yeah, well, that's a good point. Michigan and one of those teams would probably be a more competitive game. You would think. And I, I'm still uh, – and this is kind of what you have to do to make a tournament run. I think Michigan's playing over their head mm-hmm. again. Um, you know, uh, just absolutely unconscious from behind the arc. Um, and I, I'm going to get Odie's name here in a minute. I, I, I am – I think his last – it's not Robinson. That's their, that's their guard. Um, it's, oh, I know who you're talking about now. I couldn't picture him, but now I picture. It's not Duncan Robinson. It is Dun- It is Duncan Robinson. Okay. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm sorry. It was and yeah. And and once again, he can absolutely shoot the air out of the basketball. But and and Wagner is very good about stepping back, and he's got some great post moves. I yeah, mean, he he's, does. He's he's a very talented basketball player. Uh, it's kind of like Dirk. Yes, you know you've got uh, the Germans. You've got uh, who's the point guard who dribbles a ball to the side like three times before he? Oh yeah, I can't see uh, that. There's no reason you could do that. <laughs> so anyway, there's. I mean, there's my. I think Michigan is more talented than Loyola. Mm-hmm. Um, but every team Loyola's played has been more talented too. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. Michigan was the one I actually. Got lucky and have two Final Four picks live. Because I have Michigan in the Final Four just based on how hot they were and mm-hmm. the run that they've been on. Of course, I had Arizona beating them in the Final Four. That didn't work out. Kansas, man. Kansas always seems to win the games. You don't expect them to. And offensively, they're nothing special. But they slug it out, and they just they just make plays when they should. I had Duke had four fouls going into the final two minutes of that game. And I had just made a comment to my brother about how well officiated it was because you didn't notice the refs and they weren't, you know, they weren't, um, they weren't a big factor. They weren't influencing things too much. And then Wendell Carter gets that that blocking call on that, which probably should have to me been a no call either way because I don't think it was a charge either. But just let it go. Well, his feet were outside of the arc. Uh huh. So and he slightly leaned in, but you're allowed to move your upper body, and, and it's. It's a call that has been called all season long, even with the slight move of the body. Uh, they will give you that feet plant. Um, I don't. I think it's a no call. A play. Yeah. Uh, for exactly. sure. Um, That's just irritating to me. I can't stand the refs stepping well, in and making a big difference because I think. And in, in, in spite of that, Grayson Allen should have. Should have uh, won the ball game in regulation. They sh- and yes, and they also should have gone to him the the next to last possession instead of who did they go to? Was it Carter? It was Carter that they went to. It was right before Carter fouled out, and it was down at a key moment. And they go to Grayson had scored on like three straight possessions, and then they went away and go down to and dude puts up 
uh, hook shot that looks like he was the well, ball got stuck to his hand and barely even hit the net. Well, it's it's interesting that that and I didn't watch a whole lot of Duke play, but Grayson Allen doesn't have the ball in his hands coming down the court. Uh, you put the ball in the hands of Trevon Duval, mm. Duval, or how you pronounce it, Duval. Uh, that's, that's not that's. <laughs> Grayson Allen's from Duval, but uh, is he? yes, he is Providence uh, Providence Christian School. Huh. Um, but you, and I, I, I'm under the impression that either Allen has it or Marvin Bagley. If you're yeah. going to do a clear out, then give it to Bagley and let him operate. Um, he's your best player, uh, maybe the best player in college basketball, and and that yeah, I mean that's just my my two cents. Yeah, questionable down the stretch. And then I'm I'm so over the two three zone. I was a little disappointed on how Duke did not defend the high post um, late in that in that game. And and anybody who's been around basketball, I mean, every rec basketball player plays in a two three zone. But you know you beat it at the high post and mm-hmm. then back behind and underneath the zone is how you beat that. And good passing, moving the ball around. And Kansas was able to either penetrate the zone, attack the zone, attack the uh, the high post, and attack on the baseline, and they're the winners. Mm-hmm. And Hit that timely three because they weren't shooting well. They missed a lot of wide open threes yeah. down the stretch. Yeah, they a did a lot, a lot. Um. So then Villanova, Texas Tech, that kind of went as expected. I mean, wasn't very exciting. No, it wasn't. And then I, I will tell you what was exciting was, um, oh my gosh, who's the? I want to say the guy he reminds me of Richie Archidiacono, but he's not. Um, he's a six man for Villanova. Comes off the bench, light skin kid. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He had two just unbelievable putback dunks. I thought where um, nobody boxed him out, and he just kind of like he had springs in his in his legs, and he's like six two. Just comes up and. Gets bumped and just takes the ball and just dunks it, you know, mm-hmm. you know, off, offensive rebounds, and it's like, oh my gosh, somebody box that kid out. But uh, Villanova, I mean, so we talked about Nova should, in theory, they should. You would think that they would be Div- Kansas, but I'm sorry, it was Dante Divincenzo uh-huh. is who I was thinking of. Divincenzo, yeah. FSU had a valiant effort. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wish that Kentucky had beaten Kansas State now and gotten that waxed by Loyola because I don't think they would have beaten Loyola. I don't think many teams would have on, on Saturday. And, man, that would be sweet to see Big Blue fall to Loyola and what excuses that those people would come up with. And they well, might try to fire Cal. Yeah, they probably would. And then they, who would they go get? Uh, they could get anybody they want. They might get Coach K, or they might get Steve Kerr. Um, of course, you know Brad Stevens. Whoever they want, because that's the best job on the planet. How about um, Xavier's coach? Is yeah, Chris Mack. Mack. Chris Mack going to, to Louisville. Louisville. I mean, maybe I he guess. doesn't think they're going to face any sanctions. He's done a great job at Louisville, right? At Xavier. I'm sorry. Yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, he has. And then UConn hurt, got Hurley. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Um, who did Pitt hire? Capel. Capel from Duke. Yeah. Who was Duke's best recruiter. Capel was at Oklahoma before that, right? Yes. He had the head job? Yes, he did. Yes. So I guess that's pretty much those three jobs were the main three that that were open that we had talked about last week. So, um, I mean, we did we talk about Anthony Hardaway going to yeah. his model? We did talk about yeah. that. So. So Tubby Smith's still still available. Yeah. Um, Wait, Tubby took a job at um. Uh oh. Where is it? A small small school. Hold on. I'll Google it. You can distract everybody while I Google it. High Point. That's it. In North Carolina. So he is now the High Point University. That's actually where he went to school. The Panthers. Going back to his alma mater. Huh? That's cool. I can get on board with that. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Atta boy, Tubby. Is that Division One basketball? I don't know. It's high point. Okay. All right. So what's your prediction for how this, how the, uh, we, we already know Michigan, but Nova and Kansas, what are you looking at? Uh, I think I think Nova, uh, just too, too athletic 
which is kind of hard to say against a Kansas team who's got some pretty good good athletes and uh, I want to say Malik Newman, look Gerald Vick, Svi Makai Luke, and then uh, Yudoka Azabuki in the middle, look, looking really Devontae good. Devontae Graham, Devontae Graham, point guard. Um, they're kind of the same team every year. Yeah, except Perry Ellis, and I'm waiting for Perry Ellis to get his eligibility reinstated. Come for back, Kansas. yeah, for year 18. Yes, um, but uh, I I like Nova, I like Jay Wright, and I don't want to count Bill Self out because I think he's a he's a great coach. I mean, mm-hmm. All four of these coaches, and even Loyola, who I don't even know who their head coach is. You can't you can't get to a Final Four with a Joker as your head coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no. it, it takes a lot to win a tournament and for all to win one and, game. And I know we I know we talk about Loyola because they've kind of done it against all odds, but to in, to win four or five games in a row, uh, you can't have an off night. A la Tennessee, mm-hmm. a la Miami, a la Kentucky, yeah. North Carolina, Virginia. You can't have an off night mm-hmm. um, because basketball is a game of matchups, and it's probably the the most dire. And then it's that that pressure of a one and done that tournament pressure of it's not a series it's just hey if we don't beat these guys and they were you know it, where you kind of you're you're neutralized because it's like oh well you know i've got all these big players well we got fast speedy players and we can impose our will mm-hmm. and that's what it is it's a game of wills yeah. and who can impose their will and I, I, I like villanova to be able to impose their will on on Kansas, and I like Michigan to be able to impose their will on Loyola. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with you. I always seem to underestimate Kansas, but I don't think I don't think they're quick enough to hang with Nova. And if Nova's just so explosive, and mm-hmm. it, I'll go with the guards, the, be, the better guard play at this point, because I think I think big men, and it's not like Kansas has a bunch of towers, but I think big men are becoming a relic in the in the NCAA tournament and uh, just more and more it's just it's about the guards because you don't might have touched on this last week you don't see NCAA tournament games where a, a big man dominates and carries you to a win it's so easy to to neutralize them and take them out and just double or triple and then somebody else is going to have to hit shots so um, I don't think I think it, the better guards are typically win most games so well I, I mentioned this before in, in past. You can win a, a title with five guards. Mm-hmm. You cannot win it with five centers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I, I think it does come down to the best guards. And if we're talking about guard play, then that 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 is why Loyola has a shot. Yeah, they're solid. They're not flashy, but they're solid. <sighs> we'll see. At least you'll be happy that one of your two hated people is going to be out of it. You know, you're not gonna have to see Michigan and Loyola yeah, so, celebrating. So if you if you ask me who I was rooting for, it'd probably Sister Christian. Good. Good. And then, you know, we can send Michigan Mo- fans are annoying too. Michigan you can send Mo Wagner back to Germany, mm-hmm. get his green card or his educational visa, get rid of it, send him back. That's kind of I read an article about how Beeline's success this year is shining more of a spotlight on Harbaugh. And his lack of success. Oh, interesting. Because they're interesting. looking at and saying, "All right, this guy, look at you know what he's done, how much they're paying him, and all." And then you look at Harbaugh, and you're like, "You're one in five against your rivals." You're. Yeah, basketball is a little bit different, though. And yeah, but he's still. It's just more amplifying his underachievements because he. <laughs> everything that was expected and the big splash when he came in and all of his this big is true his. It's, attention seeking and getting headlines and i thought he would do a heck of a lot better than he has and he's just kind of floundering isn't he yeah he needs quarterback bad you'd think offensive guy he'd he'd be able to develop a quarterback but they have just been garbage and if shea patterson doesn't get cleared for this year i don't know how it's going to be a whole lot better and there's talent he's got five star dylan mccaffrey's there and uh he's got but but his and speaking of relics, his offense really hasn't evolved, has it? No, it, it may well, – I guess he hasn't had a quarterback. It's it just – it hasn't been – It's dull. Right. It's this pro-jumbo thing that Stanford runs, except for it's just done very poorly. Right. I don't well, know. It's, it's like they're 
they're what are they like five years behind the times it seems like maybe at least yeah and and they're playing catch up and maybe not that Harbaugh has done such a horrible job which is not like he's done such a great job but maybe Beeline has done such a great job oh yeah he's he's very underrated um because they, they should have won a few years ago against Louisville, I thought. They had that one wrapped up, and when you would have won some money. Spike Albrecht. Yeah, yeah, Spike. I, I keep thinking his name's Sparky. <laughs> Spike. Spike, Sparky. What it, I mean, yeah. he looked like a, a Sparky. Yeah. But it was not to be. No, but I think in, in football, I think that's the toughest division in college football that they're in. Oh, so that doesn't have, help them. Yeah, Penn State, Ohio State. Yeah, uh, Michigan State's in there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's tough. And then the other side, Wisconsin has that cakewalk with yeah. Nebraska and Northwestern. Northwestern, man, I, I'm sure I was in, in on that side. It's not. They didn't do a great job there. Everything's cyclical, but you put the big, the, the four biggest schools all in the same division. That's not. That's no. not real smart. No, it's not. Not at all. Uh-huh. Not at all. There's no no room, no margin for error there. Mm-mm. Um. So, no ACC, no ACC team in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. No SEC team in the Final Four. This is um. I, I don't know if I mentioned it to you. The the well now that Kansas got in, mm-hmm. they're even up. But the Missouri Valley Conference had had more Final Four appearances since 2013 than the Big Twelve or the Pac Twelve. <laughs> Actually, twice as many. Um, they've had. I guess this is now number three, but the uh, the conference of champions not not yeah not getting it done. Where is Bill Walton when we need him? I mean, he was calling the NIT and he was very upset that that um was it a player for UCLA or USC that didn't play that decided not to play. So was, Mitchell, yeah, I guess that's it. he yes. was very upset about that. Yes, he was, because this is the NIT. This is you know blah 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 blah. And they're like, oh well. Good old Bill, Conference of Champions. Man, Bill Walton might be the best to listen to. I, I, and you know, if you're if you're having a down day in baskets basketball season, you should turn on Bill Walton and just listen to him rant. Brighten things up. Yeah, yeah. Him and Gus. Gus to me is the well, they're different. Gus is just more exciting and, yes. and fun. Bill is more entertaining. Yes, yes. He's awesome. Yes. So. Um, I think that's going to end our college basketball. Talk. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll run through the the game, what we thought of the Final Four next week. But so there you have it. So we've got I, I like Villanova and Michigan, but I'm cheering for Villanova and Sister Christian. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think Villanova wins yeah, wins that game. I think so too. Um, or. Villanova, or, or, or if Loyola wins, think about this. If Loyola wins, let's think about this. Um, that's a made for like Disney or someone movie to chrono, you know, make a movie of this like 50 years from now about the Loyola Ramblers who shocked the college basketball world and were the highest seed to ever win a national title. And you can make some kind of movie about it and then they can throw in some anonymous completely fictitious romance story and then you've got yeah a made you know a superstar and sister jean it's it's, it's got i want the rights to that movie right now mm-hmm. I, I should I, I see this right now they win the national title there's a movie there you go and the, I, 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 if I can play the villain, that'll be great. <laughs> you can be the angry doubter, the naysayer. These, you, we talk about Sister Jean. Another thing that you don't like um, is that she, what did she say? She thinks God wants them to win. Oh, the she national. said, "Well, I, uh, our boys are playing well, and we've got God on our side." Yeah, and God. Yeah, and I, I'm not down with that. I, I think that's a. I said. I think one of my tweets. I said that was a misguided statement. I think that. Uh, as a as a believer uh, or a Christian, as some would call, it, I would call a believer. I think God wants to get the glory. I don't think you say God's on our side. I don't think God hates Tennessee or Miami. Right. Or so Oregon. so who's to say that that he Michigan's prayers aren't 
any more valuable what than Loyola's are. Right, right. right. That's what so, I've always I've laughed when people say so say that I don't like that. So either. I did take issue with that, and that's another reason I wasn't going to bring that up. But that's another reason I'm just you know, and you can I call me you. a salty curmudgeon, but I'm like, come on, sister, yeah. you know better. You're yeah. a nun. You know better. Come on. Anyways, college basketball. That's All right, that's, that's that. What's yeah, next? We got some NFL news and some some shakeup in the NFL. Some changes. Well, we you know a couple weeks ago we learned we finally learned what a catch is in the NFL. Mm. Well, I think we knew what a catch is, but the NFL wasn't <laughs> quite okay, sure. That's that's you're exactly right because we understood the idea of. of I mean, everybody. you know what a catch is when you see it. Right. That guy's got possession. Calvin right. Johnson had possession against he the Bears. He gets up and puts the ball down, and they say, well, he didn't complete the catch. And you're like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the tuck rule. Well, the ball was moving. It was it's absurd. Yeah, it's all these innocuous, stupid rules that make the game super. It's like overanalyzing, right? right? Well, let's make sure that uh, there's no. We can establish without a reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. It's like this isn't a court of. You know, just law. play. Just play, yeah. I'm almost to the point where I would just assume get rid of review for a lot of these things mm-hmm. and get back to the. There's going to be human error. Just get back because it kills. It kills games, and especially in college basketball, late where the last two minutes take 20 minutes, and you're giving timeouts to teams. Also, yes. When you go back and review, and reviews always take like 10 times longer than they should. Like so, put a put a 30 second time limit on it because right. if me and you look at a play and we're looking to see whether it hits somebody's finger, you don't need to watch 15 replays of the same thing. And if you're not sure after 30 seconds, go with the original call. It's it. And it's, it's just too much. Play ball, right? It's just too much. It's, you know, I, and I, I appreciate them trying to get it right. Let's just play ball. So, so we knew what a catch was, right? Yeah. Now, something that's pretty interesting, there's no more leading with the head when tackling. Mm-hmm. And I think this has got some of the defensive players in a stir, in a tizzy. A little upset about that. But it's for their own safety. If you think about it, you're, you're trying to keep head and neck injuries from happening. I mean, I've never understood somebody that spears anyways, puts your head into somebody's chest. That's not real smart. No, it's not. It's Just not smart at all. head up. But, I mean... So if you're running with somebody and you're running with your head up and something changes and they go down and you have to go lower or they're low and you're trying to get lower than them and I mean there's I think there's going to be some instances where you are at it just happens and what happens with the running back kind of going through the hole if he puts his head down mm-hmm. I mean can he initiate contact with his head with his helmet one thing that that I hope this doesn't affect it but when a player dives at somebody's legs which a lot of times like. Primetime used to do that. You know, he'd just sure. dive at De- legs. Defensive backs are notorious for yeah. that, right? So if you're diving at somebody and you hit their shin with your helmet, I hope they don't go overboard calling it. Yeah, it's, I mean. The, the Roger Goodell NFL, I do not like. And I'm, I'm not saying he's, I mean, the rules committee is the rules committee, but under him, it's just, to me, uh, a lot of, they're just, the game is being, I don't know, it's kind of like over. Not discipline. I, I can't think of the word that I'm thinking, but they're just too sterile. much. It seems like a lot of them are changes for the sake of change. Right, sterile is a good word. And it's just too many rules and, well, we got to change this, we got to fix this. Just it, The game's good. You don't have to make a change each year. Right. Just Let roll it with go. it. Right. Like the, the this, well, we might not kick off anymore if there continue to be injuries. Like Football is just, there's always going to be injuries. It's violent. It's an extremely violent you game. You can't. I don't know. And and this all stems from the CTE stuff and political mm-hmm. pressure and all that, you know. The, well, they're trying to say it's a is it how, how many billion dollar industry is football? I can't remember if it's 50 or 25 or whatever the number is. They're trying to protect the shield, right? That's yeah. I mean, that's a livelihood. Those it's not just a livelihood of players. I mean, it's the owners. I mean, they they are that's their investment. That's their. I mean, yeah. you sell that team for a billion dollars. I mean, that's absolutely ludicrous. A billion. I, that's something we can't even fathom. They don't want lawsuits, right? That's right. what they're trying to avoid. And then uh, there's a sport like boxing and MMA that you're like, all you do is just bludgeon the guy's right. head without a helmet. <laughs> uh, that's safe, right? Mm-hmm. No problems there because there haven't been any high-profile 
you know, boxers suing. But that's part of it is you don't, I mean, the players know what the risks that they're getting involved with. You, you understand that you're at risk for brain injury and then the pay, the, you're willing to risk it because of the paycheck and it, you love doing it, but nobody's requiring you to play football. Right. Either do or you don't. Or you, yeah. I mean, and that's a personal decision, right? Just, mm-hmm. just like it's my decision to support the game by watching it or attending, you know, an event. It's just another situation where a group of people are going to tell someone what's best for them. And they're going to take care of them because they can't take care of themselves and oh. make decisions. They're going to make sure. Wait a minute. That almost sounds like the U.S. government trying to be a nanny state. <laughs> yeah. It's basically what it is. We, you, you don't know your, your best interests, so we're going to tell you and, and make sure that you make the right decisions for yourself. It almost sounds like Vladimir Putin. <laughs> can, can, I almost Putin and Goodell. How, how, eh, I could see some similarities some there. Parallels there? Hmm. I'm going off the rails with politics. You're gonna to have to bring me off the edge because I'm I'm getting very testy. I'll get all very tears back away. Very from that. testy. Oh my gosh. So that's that's the NFL news. That's the NFL. Uh, Major League Baseball debuts on Thursday, but by the time you're listening to this, it will have debuted. Uh, last year's World Series winner was the Houston Astros. Won four games to three over the Los Angeles. Dodgers, we here in Braves country are cautiously optimistic. What's the mood? The mood is the the over-under, in my opinion, for this team this year is like 87 wins. Okay. And I'm picking the under. Mm. I don't – I just don't think we're ready yet. Uh, Ronald Acuna, the – I don't want to call him the savior, but the most heralded – Player prospect mm-hmm. starting the season in Triple A. They, they, the, the rumor is he'll be up to Atlanta before too long. But <sighs> what position does he play? Because if if anybody doesn't know by now, I have baseball is is my my ex. I had zero interest in baseball, which was once the love of my life, and then it it tragically took my arm from me, and so um, I turned my back on it. So what's the um, what is Acuna? Is he a shortstop? I want to say he was a shortstop. Uh, outfielder. Uh, All but right. Currently, he's playing outfield. So, okay. Um, so that shows you how much I've been keeping up with a minor league baseball player. What? What? What's the fallout from all their their scandal and all their illegal breaking the rules? That so they, first of all, they said it was kind of a rogue operation. Of course, what, it was. <laughs> that's the like latest. the assistant college football coach yes. that's paying players. Yes, that that's the <laughs> that's the latest. It, um, but the fallout, and I don't have all the. I, I want to say they they had to pay a certain amount of fines. They could not. Uh, the amount of money they could play, they could use to sign. International players was drastically reduced. Mm-hmm. So that kind of cuts out, cuts them out of the market on some players. And then they weren't allowed to sign players that they had illegally obtained. Right. Yes. But the players is. got to keep the money. Yes, I like they did. That. I like yes, that. Yes, they did. So, you know, you 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 punish the the the, the person that broke the rule, and the player gets to kind of. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, so that I think that puts the Braves behind the eight ball in international talent. Uh, which we know that's a big deal, right? Yeah. International baseball. I mean, this is, that's probably the most international game that we have. Oh, for sure. Uh, in the in the in America. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see. That I just every year I, I just feel like there's this hype. Like you get it with the Falcons, you get it with the Braves, you get it with the Hawks. Now we're getting it with the United. Mm. For soccer, there's this hype about how great or this is a year or this is, and I just, I mean, it's Atlanta. I know what I, I've been here long enough to realize what happens to yeah. to Atlanta teams. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, but best of luck to the Braves. Good old 162 games. Just cut it, just cut it in half and make all the games worth more. How can you get <laughs> excited about game 27? 
I don't know how you get excited about it, but if Bryce Harper is here, I'm rooting for him to tear his ACL. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know. It's, it's so anticlimactic. Uh, I'll watch the World Series, and uh, that's about all I can stomach. Just uh, like, I do like watching pitching, still great Wait. pitching. But it's, uh, it's, I don't know how you get excited about these, these games when there's so many games and you can uh, – I don't know. And I think the quality of play, at least from pitching, pitching is so awful nowadays. Is it? Uh, one, there's too many teams uh, for starters, I think, in Major League Baseball. So you have to water down the talent. And so, not, I mean, you don't – you remember when and, – and this might be more true for me because I'm a, a few years older than you, but when the idea of a pitch count was foreign, when mm-hmm. the idea of com- pitching a complete game was was heralded and now you've got all these specialist pitchers. You, you know, I cannot stand that. As a former pitcher, I cannot stand that. The, the How big stat, baby they are. The big stat now was, well, he got a, at least he got a quality start. I'm like, who – he went five and a third – it's, it, I mean, and resting for so long, and and the the thing about pitchers, major league pitchers, it drives me crazy. Why can none of you hit? You <laughs> growing up, you hit, you play. Pitchers play on offense. You hit the ball. Why do you not? It's not that hard to hit and and to continue to practice that. You don't need that much focus and attention solely on pitching that you can't get batting practice in and become an adequate hitter. I, that, I do find that interesting. I, I will tell you, the last decent, and I, I haven't been keeping up with every pitcher stats, but there was a kid, out of, he was out of Gainesville, Florida, Gainesville, Georgia, Micah Owings, pitched for the Diamondbacks, and I saw him absolutely smoke some balls, and he was one of the better hitting pitchers. But to your point, I mean, what, what? I mean, I think pitchers are prima donnas mm-hmm. more more than anybody else, and and in the, in the you know American League, they don't even have to hit. Yeah, that's it's like how do you? It's and it's the. I, I'm sorry, I think the American League is a joke. You should have to. Here, let me let me throw in my starting lineup so I get an extra hitter. So right, and then your that? hitter doesn't have to play defense. Right. So what kind of crap is that? It's so it's so goofy, so it's, and the fact that the AL is, has different rules from the NL. My list of grievances with Major League Baseball is long and and full, but that's one of the goofier things: the DH, and then only half the teams abide by it. Tell you what, we're we're such a society built on scoring, but I'm telling you, if you lower the mound or raise the mound back to where it was uh, when Bob Gibson was pitching, and if you stop building these like super small ballparks, uh, the games would go by a little bit faster, and you'd have better. And then get rid of like three or four four teams okay mm-hmm. and take the playoffs back to five games during the first series and so you're not playing or, or whatever so you're not playing like three seven game series or whatever it is i'm sorry i'm being nostalgic of when i was hey that's when i loved it too, when though. i was a kid getting off the bus and before watching. expansion and the yes. money grabs yeah i'm with you so that's that's all we're going to talk about i think that would be an easy fix to, to lure more people in because people especially in this day and age of limited attention spans it's just too slow and too boring and yep. too many games for people to yep. really care about um you know what's it's more just, even the nba has too many games yeah 80 82 games yeah. that's i mean and it just it's goes just on nobody cares until spring comes you know what's more exciting and i, I, I know you probably look at me with three s uh women's fast pitch softball mm. is a game that is played at much a much higher pace it's a is faster it? game and they you know you're you're not sitting in not um you're not sitting there for two out, two and a half hours, you know, minimum watching the game. Those games are over an hour and a half or so when they, you know, it's the same sport. It's it's a little bit different, but it's a faster paced game. Mm. Um, the, the, I know they floated the idea of having a basically a timer in between pitches. They got they went away with that. They they should though. That's I I'll, I'll tell you the and. Again, having played, you don't need to get the ball back, walk around the mound, rub the ball off, take a look at the ball, and waste all that time. And batters do not need to stop and hold hold and step out of the box to adjust your gloves every, and tap your cleats. Right, right. You don't need that after every pitch. Right. Just throw the ball back, step up, pitch, batter. If you need to adjust, make sure your gloves are adjusted when you step in, and then you sit there and you watch a pitch come down, and you don't swing, but you need to step back out after you watch a pitch and readjust everything. Yeah, it's 
crazy. I mean, the only time I think you just step out of the batter's box is when somebody whizzes one by your head. Yeah. It's, I just, I, I don't, I, it's, I mean, like I told you, I could go on and on about in problems I, with baseball. I can't Current, speak, modern baseball. I can't speak for every player, but go up there with a freaking plan. Mm-hmm. Hit the ball. Do your homework before you get to the park. How about that? Yeah. Go in there and get in there and look for that pitch, whatever it is. And I don't know. That's <sighs> baseball players are so finicky. They are with and all these little rituals and things that they, you know. It, you know I don't. It's too much. It's too much. Like you said, prima donnas. And then there's stupid bat flips. The bat after they hit. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, and I, I'm I'm all about if you want to show me up. I'm throwing at your backside next time. <laughs> that's what I do like that. You know, and, and then people say, well, that's not, you, you should give somebody a chance, whatever, man. You're going to show me up, you're going to get hit. Yeah. And, and if you want to fight, no you're going to fight. No problem with that. That's one thing about hockey I love. They let players fight and relieve some of that tension. Yeah. And it may, Baseball players. I just remember, man. I still remember Nolan Ryan and Robin Ventura. <laughs> that's one of the greatest <laughs> men. Man, if that happened today, there would be such outcry about the no. barbaric players and blood and our, ch- you know, that, that's, so. Well, I mean, it, it did happen here in Atlanta. Uh, Bautista, Jose Bautista, who was kind of like the king of bat flips for the Blue Jays, hit a home run and just did his bat flip. And I think he started jawing at the pitcher. And nobody said anything. Next day, he comes up the plate, gets pegged, takes his lump, and goes down to the base. And I was like, that's exactly what should there happen. There you go. Pitcher didn't get ejected. Right. I mean, Good. so so much drama. Let's move on. All right. Um, we covered basketball mm-hmm. at some level, football at some level, and baseball. Baseball. Now, maybe one of the best uh signs that spring is upon us or the best a tradition dis- unlike any other the man i mean this burn up in the 16th the silky smooth voice of oh, jim nance man he's the luckiest announcer on the planet by the way he does what from the ncaa championship Final right Four, to the right to the Masters, right to augusta and then to the nfl man. i mean he's this is the most excited and most build up for a masters i can remember and the most yeah just excitement that I can honestly ever remember mm-hmm. with the amount of intrigue and top players playing well and who knows what's going to happen. It's it's crazy. It's just absolutely unbelievable. You have all these all these players playing very well. You have the two old-timers playing as good as they've played to, at the same time in six or seven years. You have somebody like Bubba who's on fire who mm-hmm. has two in the last six years. You've got all the young players playing well. It's 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 setting up. It's absolutely fantastic too. I I it's, I already feel like Christmas Eve. So I'm a week from today. I'll be leaving on my way back right now. I I can't. And it's a practice round I'm going to, which I actually prefer. But it's I, I it feels like Christmas Eve to me. You're right. It's the sign of spring. It has, it starts in like February when you're watching a game, college basketball game on CBS. And all they have to do is put the logo and the piano just right. briefly, and you're like, oh, azaleas are coming, spring is in the air. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm ecstatic. I'm giddy like a little kid. So uh, I'm, I'm going to cheat here a little bit, and uh, you, you see this up right now, but before you saw this, who, who would you say was your odds-on favorite to win the Masters? So the the player, if I had to pick one player right. to put my money on this week, it would be Justin Rose. Okay, which he's not the he's not the top favorite, no, but to me, golf is the hardest game to predict mm-hmm. a winner for. It's, I mean, it's just nearly impossible. But if I had to pick one player, Justin Rose is the guy that I would put my money on. But at the same time, you can make a case for Bubba. You can make a case for Spieth. He's in a slump, but as well as he's played there, Rory's playing well. I don't think I think he's still too inconsistent. Justin Thomas is the, probably the hottest player over the last year. Dustin Johnson's the most talented. Tiger is Tiger. Mm-hmm. Phil is rejuvenated, and then you've got like Jason Day, like we're looking at. I mean, there's just there's so many names that that could all do it. If I I'd put I'd put my money, like I said, on Rose, but it wouldn't surprise me to see any of those top ten, and it also wouldn't surprise me to see somebody like little Louis Eustazen or 
you know, Tommy Fleetwood or Paul Casey is another guy that has never won a major and he hasn't doesn't have many PGA Tour wins, but he's always plays well there and who knows what Sergio could do or it's just I mean there's so, it's so wide open. So if you were if you were making odds before you saw this, who would you have at the top? I know who you pick. Honestly, picked, this week if I were I would probably as of right now, I would probably put Bubba as the favorite. Okay. Bubba or Dustin Johnson. I would think it's got to be Bubba just because Augusta sets up for lefties so much better, and he's got two green jackets in the last five tournaments. Mm-hmm. So I would think Bubba. He's also got two wins in the last two months, so I would say Bubba. I would say... It's tough. I would, I would say it's between Dustin Johnson... I would say Justin Thomas probably, okay. number two. All right. And then I'd put like... DJ, Rory, Spieth. I wouldn't have Tiger in the top five. Right. But <laughs> but apparently, according to these odds, yeah. Tiger Woods is a 9-1 to one odds-on favorite to win the Masters. I think that's a sucker's line. That is absolutely a sucker bet. <laughs> yeah. Do not take Tiger Woods. You heard <laughs> well, you might have just locked it up for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, do not take Tiger. Yeah. I'm not sure I wouldn't. about many things. I'm sure about this. Yeah. I think Tiger's playing well. I just... I think there's too, um, just too much, uh, too much firepower in this tournament, and I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm I'm going out on a limb here, and I am going to pick uh, Paul Casey to win. Paul Casey. So I, I the thoroughly, Brit. I, I like it. Thoroughly jinxed Paul Casey. Hey, he but he's been consistent there the last few years. He's not flashy, but he's solid. He he just doesn't. He, he's not going to rattle off a 15 under. But he's played well, so hey, I like it. I like that's going against the grain of the top guys. Um, I like it. Who's who's another? If you had to pick your second, who are you going with? Jason Day. Jason Day. I'd love that. I'd love to see him win. He's a, he's a he's been close there, close there many times, but it just never. Last year, it was the first two days were cold and windy, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't the same. It was like feel. a feel. Yeah. And we don't know what the weather's going to be like, but we f- feel like it's starting to heat up a little bit. Yeah. And I think what happened what was last week, just or last couple of years, is a front's coming through mm-hmm. and blowing through from, you know, like they do at this time of year from Alabama or, you know, across from Texas to across the southeast and on through Augusta on maybe a Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, or Thursday, Friday and kind of really change the course a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure. Changes everything. Um I hope it's warm. I just no rain. That's the only thing I can't stand when it rains. So hopefully, I looked at the forecast. I know for Wednesday when I'm going, it's 77 with the 10 percent chance nice. of rain. It's like perfect. Nice. But I, it usually works out. But even if it rains, the 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 sub whatever it's called, the subsystem, basically the air underneath the greens is mm-hmm. so they dry that out so quickly that it's not a a huge deal. I just want it to be exciting, and, and I don't want to see a runaway like Spieth was a couple of years ago, and I don't want it to be like just some no-name, you know, two guy. I don't want to see like a, like a Danny Willett come out and the guy that's just not, you know, winning with six under, and I don't want to see something like that. I want to see two big names in contention coming down the stretch on Sunday afternoon. That's what yes. that's what we all like last year when it was Justin Rose and Sergio coming down the stretch trading shots back and forth. That was awesome. So hopefully we get something like that because rarely does it work out that you do get two big names going back and forth on a Sunday right. in a major. So yep, we'll see. So that's exciting, and then uh, that's basically to me that's the the March April that little period of a month where you get NCAA tournament and then mm-hmm. the Final Four. And then Masters in the same week. That's as good as it gets to Yes, me. yes, it is. Yes, it is. So that'll, that'll be exciting. And uh, hopefully we can get uh, next week, uh, hopefully we can get a special guest on uh, Yeah, on Alex, air, I'll, I'll, on I'll, air with us. So, yeah, uh, I'll get him. We'll, we'll get his thoughts, hopefully get his thoughts on the, you know, the first time visiting absolutely. Augusta National and what, what he thinks of it. Because I've, I've hyped it up to him, but that's one th- place that I don't think I can hype up too much. So I don't worry about setting expectations because in my mind, before the first time I went, I built it up into this 
you know, amazing, and I was expecting it not to meet my expectations, but it did. So that's one thing I'm not worried about, overhyping it and him getting his expectations too high and then it being underwhelming, because I don't think it's possible. I, I completely agree. Uh, before we uh, – are we done with golf? Mm-hmm. All right. So before we sign off, um, we this is going to come across as belated when – and he's probably not going to listen anyway, but we've got a good friend who's got a birthday tomorrow. Ah, uh, uh, yes. On March 29th. Uh, Mr. Justin Gillum. Mr. Justin Gillum. Uh, One of the finest people I know. Ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's probably the most loyal friend I, I think I've had uh, ever. Yeah. Uh, and he's I can, awesome. He is a, a, a guy who's willing to walk through a lot uh, with a lot of people. He got a great heart um, and just uh, just a super guy. So uh, we'll tweet it out uh, tomorrow, and, and hopefully he'll listen to the show and he can hear this. Um, what we're not going to do is uh, show up to his Mm-mm. F3 workout on Thursday at 530 in the morning. That's what we're so not. So he requested me and you. Yes. To... To con- he's been asking us to go for a while, and I promised him I would try it one time, and that's true. I will. I never, I never five, said I would try. Uh, yeah, I, I never committed. But five thirty a.m. is when they get together and work out. And we were talking about some people biologically are are night people, not morning people. Yes, I am. I am one of those people. So you're a night can, owl, and I'm an early bird. I mean, yeah. that's, this is how we're wired, right? Right. And, yeah. and it's not a matter of night people being lazy or morning people can't sleep past or stay up past 10 o'clock. It's not a matter of, of drive or laziness. It's just your body is, it, that's just how you, like physiologically, that's how, biologically, that's how you're wired. And so asking me to go work out at 5.30 is like asking a morning person to come at 1 a.m., and work out with yeah. me, which I could do much easier. I w- that will never happen for me. Right. So I, man, morning people ruin the world for the rest of us. But yeah, he's <laughs> he's he's asked us to do that, and I can't. I I just I physically I've tried in the early mornings to work out in the past, and I just I, my body doesn't function like it should. It's just, that's just I would just go out there and fall down and just doze off in the grass. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just I wouldn't can't accomplish anything. Uh... So, sorry, um, Justin. That 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 was our. I, I guess that was our wild card. Uh, I'm going to mention this in the wild card. Okay. I, I this hit me this afternoon when I was in the grocery store in the self checkout lane. Okay. And I waited for about five minutes because at the local Kroger. Yes. Or K Roger as well. Do <laughs> you remember K R G R Kroger Radio? Never remember that. All right. Well, I never. We had Win Dixie when I was Kroger was not in. Florida. Oh, we had Win Dixie too. The so that was my first job actually. But the don't I don't understand why you if you have like thirty items or if you're not the sharpest mentally that you've ever been in your life. Why do people go to the self checkout lane and stumble and and can't find the barcodes and sit there? I I. For the life of me, don't are understand. On, are you picking on older people? It's a lot of old people, but it's a lot of middle-aged people, too. It's a lot of middle-aged people that look at it like it's, you know, in Chinese, and they can't. And what they'll do is they'll look, get into their buggy, pull something out, flip it over, find the barcode, look at the screen, try to scan the barcode. It works. Turn to the bags, open a bag, put their bread in the bag, look back at the screen, Go to their buggy, pull out a can, try to scan it. Up, oh, it's not working. Why isn't scanning? Scan it, and inevitably they have to call for help two or three times. And what's this? And then produce. You get bananas, and there's no barcode on there or an apple. But there is a picture. Whoa. Kroger makes it so easy. There's a picture. Type in the name Apple, and then the picture. <laughs> boop. Fiji apple or bananas. It's it's not many. There's organic and there's bananas, but it's I it, it drives me crazy every time, and I just sit there like, like. But wait a minute, are we talking about the Kroger and Hickory Flat? It's that's probably the worst offender. So what? now I've started going to the one on twenty since we moved up here. Oh, that's right. But today I was in Hickory Flat. Ah, but see the one the Kroger and, and first of all, for all you northern listeners, a buggy is probably what you would call a shopping cart. Yes. So in case you were trying to figure that buggy. out, buggy. Um, 
that's the correct pronunciation for what you put your groceries in. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct terminology. The Kroger in Hickory Flat has more self-checkout lanes than the one in on Highway 20. And actually, the Kroger on Highway 20 reminds me more of what I think of Cherokee County than the one in... Mm-hmm. It's very, Hickory Flat's like a big one. Yes. It's one of the biggest in yes. the area. So when I... And, and you know how when you go to the store... You, you have the layout of everything. So I'm very, I write, so every other week, my wife and I switch off getting groceries. So I write down the list in order of what the aisles and how I go sure, through the store, sense, right? So right, to try to be sense. efficient. Right. But man, when they switch it up, it's, and when I went to this one on 20, I was like, Dude, you're lost. lost. Yes. You are lost. Like, wait a second. This isn't supposed to be here. Where's this? It may, it's, it's hard. Like finding Ziploc bags the first time was, was impossible. And then Hickory Flat, took the macaroni and cheese and moved it over with like chips and salt or something just crazy and you're, it doesn't make any sense and then they move so anyways that that drives me crazy the another i don't know why i'm getting off on this topic but the target up here by 20 which is right where i live now they have like 25 lanes regular checkout yeah, and, and like they have three of them open right f- right at at most three and they have four self-checkout lanes which there's <laughs> always a line but you've got like 25 registers with no one there like just gone completely it's why just, not put half of them well, self-checkout solely safe for christmas i don't understand it's solely safe for christmas it's just so it's so well, i hate going into target i will i will say that i hate <laughs> going into target and i hate going into walmart yeah I mean, I think I just hate shopping. Maybe that's... Yeah, I can understand I, that. I like home. I like going in Publix and their bakery mm. and their fried nom, chicken. Nom, 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 oh, nom, man. Nom, nom, nom. Anyways, so that's, that's the end of that. I'm just... Speaking I'm, of fried chicken, uh, Canton finally has a Popeye's. No. Where? On Highway 20, you know where the uh, Canton Lofts apartments are? Yeah. Yeah. Just past there on the left-hand side, right really? next to Heritage Park. Yeah. So, so I'm Can't sorry. Get a biscuit now. I am not a fan of Bojangles. Mm-mm, me either. And like, I, but Popeyes. Yeah, I could eat that all, so, all day. Their biscuits are just oh my gosh. perfect. So I'm glad you you told me so that. Popeyes that. PSAs. We're, P, we we're here. We don't. We're not endorsing Popeyes. We're not getting anything. But I'm just telling you, there is a Popeyes. If you're listening and you are in the Canton, Georgia area, now Go you get it. You don't have to drive to Windward Parkway or to Marietta or to freaking Roswell. It's right here. And it's not Popeyes from ten years ago either. No, because it, it kind of went the Captain D's route for a while, where it just got kind of <sighs> nasty and. But they they rebranded and yes. went with the Cajun and boy, yes. it's worse. Yes. So there you have it. Uh, also, don't forget our sponsors. I keep uh, one of our sponsors is our, is our latest follower. Hill, Hill Strides is following us on Twitter, man. We're getting there. So Hill Strides pet walking, pet sitting, dog walking. Uh, Hill Strides. I can tell you from personal experience, Hill Strides has experience with birds, cats. Dogs mm. and probably hamsters. <laughs> uh, for so for what your about pe- snakes. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> uh, Hillstrides will not do. If you uh, have a pet snake, you yeah, shouldn't be asking anybody to no, take care of it. Anyways. No, no. Um, and then also, yorganizeit.com. Uh, you know, if you have some issues getting organized in your house in your life. Yorganizeit.com, your life, your time, your way right now. You organize you it. Um, check it out, yorganizeit.com. Shamika Holmes, the curator of everything organization. That's all I got, man. That's all I got. I, I swear I keep coming up with come to these shows thinking, all right, we got enough material for about 25 minutes. And now we're like, wait, it's an hour time. or something. It's, yeah, I God. thought for sure tonight would be like 30 minutes. And we just talk and talk and talk. It's and not, talk and talk. yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. We hope to be back next week. Uh, I don't see any yeah. reason why we wouldn't be back next week. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Another hour of listening entertainment. Recaps and Final Fours and Masters. Maybe opening day baseball if, some, if, you're, if we run out of things to talk about. Uh, we will definitely have some sarcasm. Mm. And um, and some bitterness. It's always that's always a key. No no contest this week. Uh, I don't think uh, I have to once once I re-listen. I'll see if there's anything any nugget worth noting. But uh, 
As always, thank you for listening. Thanks for our friends at Cedarwood Tavern for responding to our contest last week. Uh, winners of the Starbucks gift card. Yeah, enjoy that. Um, and uh, that's all I got. That's so, it, y'all. Hey, remember, listen, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your friends, tell your brothers, sisters, mamas, cousins. And pets. Your pets. Tell them all. Uh, our opinions don't matter. But you should listen to us anyway. You guys, I am Arthur Mosley. He is Daniel Allen. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. Bye-bye.